Welcome to ReachMD. This medical industry feature titled Expert Interview, a nurse practitioner's perspective on a treatment option for ADHD, was recorded live at the nation's largest nurse practitioner conference. This program is sponsored by Shire and is intended for nurse practitioners. Here is your host, Dr. Matt Bernholtz. This is ReachMD, and I'm Dr. Matt Bernholtz. Joining me in just a moment is psychiatric nurse practitioner Catherine Poulos, and we're here to get her perspective on the management of ADHD in adult patients and discuss MyDeus, which is a mixed salts of a single-entity amphetamine product, as a treatment option for this disorder. Today's program is sponsored by Shire, and Ms. Poulos is a paid consultant for Shire. But before we get started, I'll cover some important safety information about MyDeus for our audience. So MyDeus is indicated for the treatment of ADHD in patients 13 years and older, Patients 12 years and younger experienced higher plasma exposure at the same dose and higher rates of adverse reactions, mainly insomnia and decreased appetite. It's important to note that MyDeus carries a boxed warning for abuse and dependence. CNS stimulants, including MyDeus, other amphetamine-containing products, and methylphenidate have a high potential for abuse and dependence. Clinicians should assess the risk of abuse prior to prescribing and monitor for signs of abuse and dependence while on therapy. MyDeus has the following contraindications. Known hypersensitivity to amphetamines or other ingredients of MyDeus. Angioedema and anaphylactic reactions have been reported with other amphetamines. Also, the use of monoamine oxidase inhibitors, or MAOIs, or within 14 days of stopping MAOIs because of an increased risk of hypertensive crisis. I'd like to turn our attention back to my expert guest, Ms. Poulos. Ms. Poulos, welcome to the program. Thank you. I appreciate, I'm very happy to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you with us. So. Let's take a step back first and, and learn a little bit more about you as an expert in this field. Um, can you share with our audience a few background details about yourself and maybe your practice? Um, so I'm a psychiatric nurse practitioner. I'm board certified in adult psychiatry, and I come from Hampton Bays, New York, where I have a practice called East End Mental Health, and I'm the founder, and I've been practicing there since 2012. Great. Thank you. So on a day-to-day -day experience level for patients with ADHD, from the vantage point of your practice, how do your adult patients describe their day to you? So adult patients with ADHD describe their days as being very long. Um, I'll give you an example. I recently had a patient that came in. She was a nurse herself. She was a single mom. And um, she literally said that her day goes beyond her 7 to 3 shift. It starts significantly earlier. Uh, to that end, she also tends to her daughter. And she has afternoon activities and also goes into the evening. So I guess you can say that, you know, really addressing the symptoms of those patients across the day, because, because it's just, again, definitely multiple aspects of the day that you have to look at. Yeah, absolutely. And I am going to want to come back to that consideration you just mentioned when evaluating your adult patients, this idea of the multiple aspects of an adult day. First, can you elaborate on that? So early on in the management process, what I like to do is ask them about their day and what part of the day is most um, difficult for them? What's most challenging? Is it during the day? Is it work? Is it the afternoon, a latter part of the day? Because as clinicians, we have to be mindful that the day just doesn't end at after work. Right. So with that time-based consideration in mind, how do you help manage symptoms over the course of this day for your patients? So typically, I like to start my patients out with adult ADHD on a long-acting medication. And then what I do is I routinely reassess them to see whether or not their symptoms are improving throughout the day and then make adjustments with maybe looking at a different other treatment approaches. Right. And on that note about managing your patient's ADHD, I, I do want to focus on 
how the treatment option of Mideus enters the clinical conversation. Um, and first, maybe you can describe Mideus um, and how you talk about it to your adult patients. So I typically explain that Mideus is a once-a-day extended-release mixed amphetamine formulation. It has a triple-B technology, so it allows for prolonged delivery of the medication through the morning, afternoon, and the evening. Um, I also explain that it, it demonstrated efficacy up to 16 hours post-dose, measured from two to four hours also post-dose. And then I go into the safety aspects, and I also am very mindful about how to take it appropriately for those patients as well. And for those... Uh patients who may not be familiar with the different formulations of mixed amphetamine salts. Mm -hmm. How do you describe them and their respective differences to these patients? So currently there are three formulations included in mixed amphetamine uh, salts, immediate release, mixed amphetamine salts, extended release, and my days. And you can see that on the board up there as well. So one notable difference is uh, each product's post-dose duration effect. So mixed amphetamine immediate release and extended release Formulations are estimated to have 6 to 10 hours, respectively, and then you have Mideus with an estimated duration of effect of 16 hours with an onset of 2 to 4 hours post-dose. So it's also important that each product's release characteristics are looked at with, with mixed amphetamine salts. Immediate release is being 100% immediate uh, release tablet and mixed amphetamine salts extended release capsules contain 50% immediate release beads and 50% delayed beads. My Deus contains one-to-one-to-one -to -one -to -one ratio. It's an immediate release beads and two different types of delayed release beads. Excellent. And for the audience, in relation to what Ms. Poulos just said, it is important to note that definitive clinical trials comparing mixed amphetamine salts, or MAS, for the immediate release, MAS extended release, and My Deus have not been performed. Now, duration of effect is not described in product labeling for MAS immediate release or MAS extended release. And estimates for MAS immediate release and MAS extended release are from research by Jane and Caddick published in 2016, although no estimates of onset were included. But it's important while reviewing these characteristics to also communicate some of the warnings and precautions for Mideus. First, avoid using Mideus in patients with known structural cardiac abnormalities, cardiomyopathy, serious heart arrhythmia, coronary artery disease, and other serious heart problems. Sudden death, stroke, and myocardial infarction have been reported in adults at recommended doses of CNS stimulants, as well as sudden death in pediatric patients with structural cardiac abnormalities and other serious heart problems while taking CNS stimulants at recommended doses. Patients should be further evaluated if they develop exertional chest pain, unexplained syncope, or arrhythmias during treatment with Mideus. Additionally, CNS stimulants cause increased blood pressure, mean increase of about 2 to 4 millimeters of mercury, and heart rate, with a mean increase of about 3 to 6 beats per minute. Monitor for tachycardia and hypertension. So, Ms. Poulos, while we're on the subject of safety information, what are your thoughts on the Mideus safety and efficacy data? So, what really impressed me was um, with Mideus, there's a consistency across the three clinical trials. Uh, so, there was significant clinical improvement versus placebo, and they used various rating scales. So, one was the CGI, uh, CGI the other one is um, also the ADHDRS, and the PERMP. So, it gave me confidence as a clinician to prescribe this medication because it was so extensively looked at in all the clinical trials. And as far as the safety data, they looked at all the clinical trials, and most of that information also translated well into my practice. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned the PERM scores. Let's talk about them mm -hmm. more in more detail. Uh, the PERM scores and efficacy. 
what is the improvement in per total score for Mideus versus placebo mean to you and your adult patients? So first, let's talk about attention in ADHD. So there was measure, there was measured using this permanent product measurement of performance. It's like a mouthful, um, or PERM. And it's in two multi-center, randomized, double-blind, placebo-controlled crossover studies with Mideus in 50 milligrams for study number two, and then in 25 milligrams with study number three. So in study number two, significant, it would show that significant improvement in attention, and that's what we're looking for, right, up to 16 hours post-dose with an onset of two hours post-dose. And that was seen with the 50 milligrams versus placebo. Then in study three, there was significant improvement in attention up to 16 hours post-dose with an onset of four hours post-dose. So again, that was demonstrated with the 25 milligram uh, Mideus versus placebo. So let's talk about PERMP for a moment. You know, so, so seeing an improvement in PERMP total scores versus placebo, this is something that's meaningful for me as a clinician. It's not just what the, what the patient is saying, but it's actually data demonstrating that they had increased attention. And we like that. We like numbers. So PERMP is a total a number of, uh, it's a sum of total of uh, problems that they've uh, done. So patients had 400 math problems to do. And, okay, first of all, and it was the total number of math problems they did plus the ones that they got correct. And they did this over a 10-minute uh, session about six times over the course of that 16-hour duration of the medication. And at all, time to, at all time frames, it showed better attention. So for me, that was exciting, and again, translated to that the 16 hours post-dose, either with the two-hour onset or the four-hour onset, these patients were feeling the attention that they were seeking. And just to reiterate for the audience what Ms. Poulos was speaking to, duration of effect was determined using the PERM-P in two phase two randomized, double-blind, placebo-controlled crossover studies that enrolled adults 18 to 55 years of age with ADHD per DSM-4 TR criteria. PERM-P is a skill-adjusted math test that measures attention in ADHD. PERM-P total score is the sum of the number of math problems attempted plus the number of math problems answered correctly. Efficacy assessments were conducted at 2, 4, 8, 12, 14, and 16 hours post-dose using the PERM-P. Significant improvements in attention versus placebo based on LS mean PERM-P total scores were shown up to 16 hours post-dose, measured from two or four hours. Patients treated with Mideus 50 milligrams had higher scores starting at two hours and up to 16 hours post-dose. The post-dose average score over all testing sessions was 285 for Mideus and 262 for placebo, with a P of less than 0.0001. Patients on Mideus 25 milligrams had higher scores starting at four hours and up to 16 hours post-dose. And the post-dose average score over all testing sessions was 268 for Mideus and 249 for placebo, with a P of less than 0.0001. But again, just to remind the audience, Mideus does have additional warnings and precautions, some of which we'll talk about here. Mideus may exacerbate symptoms of behavioral disturbance and thought disorder in patients with a pre-existing psychotic disorder, it may also induce a mixed manic episode in patients with bipolar disorder. Prior to starting treatment, screen for risk factors for developing a manic episode, such as comorbid or history of depressive symptoms, or family history of suicide, bipolar disorder, and depression. At recommended doses, Mideus may cause psychotic or manic symptoms, such as hallucinations, 
delusional thinking, or mania, in patients with no prior history of psychotic illness or mania. Mideus should be discontinued if symptoms occur. CNS stimulants are associated with weight loss and slowing of growth rate in pediatric patients, so it's important to monitor weight and height. Treatment may need to be interrupted in patients not growing or gaining weight as expected. As a reminder, Mideus is not approved in pediatric patients 12 years and younger. CNS stimulants are associated with peripheral vasculopathy, including Raynaud's phenomenon. Signs and symptoms are usually intermittent and mild, and very rare sequelae include digital ulceration and or soft tissue breakdown. Carefully observe for digital changes during treatment with ADHD stimulants. Further evaluation and referral may be needed. So Ms. Poulos, when considering this treatment alongside the efficacy and the safety factors that you've been sharing, how do duration of effect and adverse reactions of Mideus impact your decision-making process? So typically I look for a patient that's currently diagnosed with ADHD and I'm treating them already and maybe they're on a you know, uh, uh, an extended release product and an, an IR, you know, intermediate release at the back end of the day. And I want to look for something else that's going to treat them over multiple aspects of their day. But of course, as we've been talking about, safety information can impact this decision-making process as well. And there are additional warnings and precautions for Mideus that are important to keep in mind. Mideus may lower the convulsive threshold in patients with a prior history of seizure, prior EEG abnormalities in the absence of seizures, and in patients without a history of seizures and no prior EEG evidence of seizures. Discontinue Mideus if a seizure occurs. There is an increased risk of serotonin syndrome when Mideus is co-administered with serotonergic agents such as SSRIs, SNRIs, and tryptans, but also during overdosage situations. Discontinue Mideus if it occurs and initiate supportive treatment. Also, to avoid substitution errors and overdosage, Mideus should not be substituted for other amphetamines on a milligram per milligram basis because of different amphetamine-based compositions and differing pharmacokinetic profiles. And Ms. Poulos, on these points about the safety profile for Mideus, how do you communicate them with your patients, and are there any questions pertaining to side effects that they're going to commonly ask? So I'm sure we all do this, but when a patient comes in and we start them on a new medication, we always go over the common adverse reactions to them so they walk out of the office feeling confident and they know if something's going to occur with them. It's just, you know, what we do as nurses. And um, so some of the fun questions that I get is, will they sleep at night? Um, and so we talk about insomnia. So when we looked at the my day, uh, my day's clinical data, um, there was 31% of the patients reported that they had some insomnia versus 8% with placebo, but that happened generally earlier on during the clinical data and the clinical trial, and only 2% discontinued. So there was some merit to this, most certainly. But to remind our audience, it is important to make our patients aware of adverse reactions that may occur during treatment with my days. The most common adverse reactions for Mideus, where the incidence is 5% or more, and at a rate of at least twice placebo, are in adolescents, ages 13 to 17, insomnia, decreased appetite, decreased weight, irritability, and nausea. And in adults, insomnia, decreased appetite, decreased weight, dry mouth, increased heart rate, and anxiety. Mideus has the following important safety information regarding pregnancy and lactation. Mideus may cause fetal harm, and breastfeeding is not recommended during Mideus treatment. So Ms. Poulos, when deciding if Mideus is an important treatment option for an adult patient, how do you explain the dosing and the administration of Mideus in patients? So I explain uh, with my patients, I always like to start low and slow. 
and I think everybody hears that, right? So it's, we start off the patient with 12.5 milligrams and taking once daily in the morning upon awakening, and in another week we can build it up in increments of 12.5 milligrams, but no sooner than weekly with up to the maximum dosage of 50 milligrams per day. And with, again, this is based on the patient's needs and response. Um, and then during the titration period, I'll see the patient back typically one to two weeks. And I check in to see what the response rate is, and that gives me a good benchmark as to where I'm going to go. In some cases, I will start my patients out on 25 milligrams, and that's just based on what their clinical need is. It's important to remember that the pharmacological treatment may be extended for a period of time. And just checking in with the patients to find out, you know, reviewing whether or not um, we need to adjust the dosage or whether or not it's even warranted. And as we're focusing on, on dosing, what should we keep in mind regarding the dosing safety information from my days? Okay, so prior to treatment, assess for cardiac disease and risk for abuse. After prescribing, keep you know, careful prescription records, educate patients about abuse, monitor for signs of abuse, dependence and overdose, and periodically reevaluate the need for the vidaceous use. Regarding patients with severe renal impairment, the adult starting dose is 12.5 milligrams per day, and the maximum dose is 25 milligrams per day. And the pediatric patient that is ages 13 to 17, maximum dose is 12.5 milligrams per day if tolerated. So my dose is not recommended for the use in patients with end-stage renal disease. To avoid substitution errors and overdosage, do not substitute amphetamines again on the milligram per milligram basis, and we mentioned that before because of the different kinetic uh, amphetamine-based compositions and the different PK profiles. Yeah. And connected to that, I'm interested in what questions you find your adult patients are asking regarding dosing and administration. So they're very curious. Yeah. Um, so they ask if I, if I give them a higher dose, you know, will it last longer? You know, we hear that a lot with the other amphetamine products. Um, will it affect their sleep? Uh, will they get anxious? And I tell them that's why we usually start low and slow, and we monitor them frequently. And again, we may have to titrate up to the 50 milligram doses, but we're getting a feel all along the way about what the clinical needs and response are. Mm -hmm. And to come back to something you mentioned earlier, um, our audience knows uh, we've been talking about my dais indicated for the treatment of ADHD in patients 13 years and older, not for use in children 12 years and younger. So how then in your experience does treatment with my dais in adolescent patients between 13 and 17 differ from adults ages 18 and above? Right. So it's you know, certainly important to keep our adolescent patients in mind, right. and that's the ages of 13 to 17. So my dais is indicated at 12.5 uh, 12 milligrams per day taken in the morning upon awakening, and then we can adjust that up to 12, an additional 12.5 milligrams in a week with a maximum uh, dose of 25 milligrams per day. It's also um, important to note that doses greater than 25 milligrams have not been evaluated in the clinical trials for a pediatric patients. Um, what's also important to me is to take, is mention of taking my dais once daily in the morning upon awakening due to the potential of insomnia. Um, and because the effects that last up to 16 hours post-dose, in the event that they miss a dose, do not administer it later in the day. And I tell them, you know, don't take any additional medication to make up for it in this dose. One of my best practices is I'll put a glass, I'll have them to put a glass of water by their bedside with their medication. This way it's a gentle reminder, go ahead and, you know, take it at first thing in the morning so they don't have this, you know, confusion. My days can be taken with or without food, um, and it should be taken the same way every single day. 
they, we recommend swallowing the capsule whole, or, um, or you can open it up and sprinkle it, the entire contents on a spoonful of applesauce, and then use it right away. We don't want you to chew, we don't we want you to store it, we don't want them to also divide the dose in, at all. So. Yeah, I love these practical tips. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> and so, Ms. Pickles, it's, it's very great having you uh, today you. to share your thoughts at this National NP Conference, but before we go, we have to ask the million dollar question, uh, any takeaways that you'd like to impart for your fellow nurse practitioners today? So I'm really proud to be amongst you as a nurse practitioner. Uh, we are such patient advocates, and we do want what's best for our patients, and I think we're very innovative. We're always looking for treatment options, and I applaud us for doing that. And I really strongly recommend reassessing the patients periodically to see how long their day is, and just ask them, you know, what is their day like? Sage words. And with that, I want to thank Catherine Poulos for joining me today in discussing her perspective as a nurse practitioner toward a treatment option for ADHD. Ms. Poulos, so great to have you on the thank program. You. Thank Thanks you again. Very, thank you very much. Thanks. <laughs>